that they um, make with him, especially considering what they eventually do with him in the sequels, where he does kind of take out a more sort of action hero kind of role. And, yeah. you know, uh, the, how how think about how iconic the chainsaw image is for this franchise. But like in this film, what there's a chainsaw on screen for 10 seconds. Right. And it's like and it's a really depressing moment where he's thinking about using it on his girlfriend, but he yeah. can't do it. And he like, can't do it. it like, yeah. whereas, whereas like now you, you get like chainsaw action figures where people are like chainsaws fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's holding the, a sawed off shotgun in one hand and the chainsaw in the other. It's just like, like groovy. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those, I mean, I love that of course. Um, but mm-hmm. I do, it's just so different it's from so the origins, different. the scrappy do it yourself, like, you know, kind of, you know, lo-fi origins of this franchise. It's just, it, it, it is surprising every time I go back to this film, like how different yes. it really is. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing too, like you, like the Evil Dead Two is pretty much the first one again, but just with all the extra wackiness and like some yeah, well because there was there was stuff. like a rights issue where they couldn't make a direct sequel, but they could technically just they could do a remake somehow. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. Yeah, like that was the I, I can't remember people who know the production history stuff more than more than I do, and we'll we'll pro- we'll probably talk about it when we eventually do an Evil Dead Two episode. But like that's roughly what happened. Oh, okay. was that they? So he's like, well, fuck they, it, then uh, I'll I'll just reimagine it to the point that it's not even the same movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it, it basically it's like yeah, they they were forced to do a remake. <laughs> okay, okay, I didn't know that actually. I was always curious why he just did it again, but in a different yeah. <laughs> way so that that makes more sense in a creative light i guess although he knocked it out of the park so you know but yeah. but yeah i i do i love both uh versions of ash but i i gotta say i as i've just i don't know watched more films and grown up i, I don't know why but i i think i agree with you that i kind of uh, th- this version of ash has really grown on me to the point where i think it is possibly equal to um the evil mm-hmm. dead to ash and and onward although it gets really wacky in the third one like we said but yeah i don't i still don't know though like do you like this one better i know we'll get to like reductive right around when we get to it but do do you like this one better than evil dead 2 now i think i I think that i do and and we'll uh, we'll we'll have to get into it when we get into like you know some of the the actual specifics of like you know some of the uh, sequences and stuff like yeah, that but I, totally. I i i do think that there's just there is a certain purity to this that i really respect mm-hmm. that it, it, it and is impossible to replicate except under the exact circumstances that they were under like they were a bunch of friends who were very gleefully excited to just con- construct the grossest and most grueling object anyone had ever seen and they were all like willing to torture themselves into insanity to to <laughs> do it. And there's the fact that it does kind of have an anonymous cast and it has this mm-hmm. transgressive punk amateurness to it. Like it, it's a film that really f- is feels disturbing and nasty to me in a way that I've just really, really grown um, to appreciate the way that it, you know, puts these characters through the ringer um, that it that it it does like Mm -hmm. as it, you know, actually starts to, you know, uh, expose the supernatural elements, which I think start to occur in the film, like around the time they're having that, you know, like nice little dinner party that they're all trying to have. And there's that great frame, uh, where the, uh, 
uh, the one character is on the right side of the frame and on the left you just get the in the far background there's a cellar door and you're like I wonder why that's been uh, in the uh, shot. you know so so, so so emphasized and then just boom the thing pops open and they all go over to it and you know like it, it immediately kind of freaks them out and but but I, I love that they react and like Scott's reaction especially is so funny like when they're just like, well, maybe it was an animal. He's like, huh, an animal. That's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Or He's like, Jesus Christ, you're He's a moron. Such a dick. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And it's like, that's not even an absurd observation, which is the funniest part of it, I think, is that he's just so, like, he's just, it almost seems like the character has decided to be a dick in that moment rather than it being like a. Oh, yeah, natural absolutely. Thing. And, 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 and like, the, the framing of it is this really creepy, like, point of view of, like, the void like hole in, in the cellar as mm. he goes down to, like, report. And he's just like, ah, all right, I'm going down to see what animal is down here. Yeah. And, it, you know, uh, and, and, and it, you know, it turns everything. Yeah. He fakes them out with the prank and, you know, Campbell goes down. There's that awesome 360 degree, like slow pan around the cobwebs and the stone and the leaking pipes and, and all of that. But oh, yeah, yeah and then Speaking down there, of, they start, find start all out. of the objects they're going to need. Right. Too, they find the, the shotgun and the book and the recording and the, 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 the dagger and everything like that. Cause I'm assuming most people are familiar, but like the whole concept is that it's like a Sumerian version of the Egyptian book of the dead is what they find. Right. And then they play the recording of the, uh, uh, professor who was studying out there and the professor, recites the incantations from the book that are going to raise the demons from the deep and you know give them <laughs> yeah. permission to walk our earth and possess our bodies and my favorite detail that is so important to this film is that they can't be killed by anything other than bodily dismemberment which is like <laughs> yeah. such a and such like a key detail to this thing yeah and even then it's not a guarantee it seems because <laughs> they come back a lot in this movie yeah. just to keep wreaking havoc it's it's kind of funny i also like the idea and correct me if i'm wrong if you know but it, like wasn't the archaeologist or or whoever was making the tape um kind of doing this like taping it for educational purposes and almost as like a warning and i just find it very ironic that that very tape because he's reciting the the spell is what rise raises the demons up from hell i just think that that's very funny and ironic if that's the case i thought it was um but yeah no I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is but but it, it's also implied that like he might like him and his wife i think were like the previous victims because mm -hmm. he does later mm -hmm. re, re, do another tape where he's hearing about how his wife might be possessed and he think it's it's coming for him next because i think right. Ash